four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. That's right. Uh, welcome back to Main Street Musings. My name is Jake. I will be up front today as we embark on our journey. Uh, the current temperature in Orlando is 85 degrees, and Orlando is on Eastern Daylight Time, so make sure to set your watches accordingly. Uh, that person you walked past who was smugly waving at you as you walked through the first class cabin was, in fact, Tanner. Hey there. And please make sure that your tray tables are up and your seat is in the full upright position, Brock. Uh, I refuse. And if you look out the windows to the right, you will see the mighty and majestic Eric. Hello. <laughs> what did you guys think of my pilot impression? <laughs> it's good. It, uh, yeah, it's good. It's fine. It's very comforting. Yeah, I feel good. like you're going to guide me safely to my destination without yeah. an explosion. If you couldn't tell, today we're talking about Disney planes. <laughs> Finally. No. Today we are talking about Epcot's World Showcase. I was trying to work a travel thing in, so of course I thought airplanes. But uh, I gotta know. start reading the episodes before we get on. <laughs> I mean, we've already done the best planes pitch that we can. So right, that can't be beat. Revisit that. Brock, that was an amazing planes pitch Thank idea. Thank you, but uh, I think if you'll recall, that was planes fire and rescue. Right, right, of course. <laughs> For anybody who missed that episode, make sure you go check out our Destroy Space Mountain episode. That was not the winner, but it was still a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. It didn't win because it showed too much promise. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't win because it was significantly the best pitch out of like all of them. <laughs> I would, uh, I'd like to give our listeners a heads up before we begin. Uh, I've currently got two things going on right now. One is my microphone is picking me up very, very, very quietly, and I don't know why or how. And the second thing is I just got uh, my second dose of the Pfizer uh, COVID vaccine yesterday, so I am feeling weird. Get that Fauci ouchie. Weirder. Yeah, no, that's true. That. And get their COVID passport so you can see all the pavilions of the world. Yes. <laughs> so back to what uh, the episode is about. Today, we are each proposing a new country for World Showcase. What country would we like to see be a new pavilion? And we're not saying, like, inventing our own country. We're taking a real country. Right, a real country that we're proposing. So let's oh. take a quick <laughs> sec here to explain what World Showcase is to any of our listeners who may not have been to Epcot. Who wants to take it away? So World Showcase is a place to get trashed walking around the world with your friends <laughs> yeah, day drinking, drinking all day in the hot the Orlando heat. <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up. Am I right, Jake? <laughs> I mean, yeah, in the most basic of terms, that that is not wrong. That is not wrong. Um, so World Showcase is a section of Epcot. Uh, where it has been divided into subsections, and each of the little subsections represents a country from around the world, and it is portrayed in the architecture and the food stylings and the music and the shows and, the and some of them have rides. Yeah, and they call it World Showcase. <laughs> it's different pavilions. So, and I, uh, does anybody know offhand how many countries are currently in the World Showcase pavilion? I thought 12. 11. But it's 11, says Eric, so I'm going to trust him. <laughs> it could be 12. I mean... 
<laughs> when I was doing my research to make sure that I chose one that was not already in there, um, it said 11, but I guess that could be... No, I'm going to... Yeah, so according to this, there is 11 official pavilions, but then there is also sometimes some pop-up pavilions that are basically just carts that they stick in between the other pavilions. Uh, that especially happens at the Food and Wine Festival, which uh, if you ever get the chance, it's super great. I had this cool sausage sandwich in Germany that I still think about to this day. In the German pavilion, not in Germany. <laughs> oh, Right, in the German pavilion. Erica, yes. I don't I don't see the difference. <laughs> you were just hanging out in Munich being uh, like, wow, this is very <laughs> reminiscent of the Epcot showcase. <laughs> so work starting at the uh the beginning of World Showcase and working around clockwise order, um, they are the countries there are Mexico, Norway, China, Germany, Italy, the United States, Japan, Morocco, France, the United Kingdom, and Canada. Those are the countries. You start with a uh, margarita and with a nail. <laughs> right. It is a known fact that Disney has left some openings in between these countries. Uh, if you look at a map, you can see that there's some gaps where they had intended to add more countries eventually one day. And Epcot has now been open for 40 years, and they have yet to add any more countries. So today we are going to propose which countries we would like to see potentially be added in the future. How are you feeling about your pitches, boys? Not bad. Me good, as good as I <laughs> Me ever <do>. good, <laughs> me feel good. <laughs> I mean, I haven't won. I haven't won in nine episodes. I don't feel good. I don't ever feel good anymore coming in. <laughs> Eric, it's nothing I mean, against you. <laughs> Eric, I, I know it you really feel isn't. bad, but you and I have the same amount of wins, so That's we're true. in the same boat, brother. <laughs> <laughs> It's just I have good ideas, so it really hurts. <laughs> oh. That was a joke, Eric. Oh. Your ideas are phenomenal, oh. and I love you as a person and a friend. <laughs> Brock is the first mean person the of the way episode. He just gave us a pass to smack him down, even though he's sick, and he's trying to backtrack now. No, well, yeah, I mean, because you guys are allowed to say 38 things about me for every half of one I say to you, so... <laughs> Well, let's, let's just say this. I come into every episode feeling about as good as Brock does on a daily basis about his own existence. You know, I'm not, I don't even feel insulted. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, you know, I think I, this is an exciting one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So who's pitching first? Uh, today's first pitcher is going to be our sicky boy himself, Mr. Brock Gavin. Hey, I'm the sicky boy. Sicky, sicky, nar, nar. Sicky, sicky, nar. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner coined oh, yeah. that phrase, I think, freshman year, uh, which means I've been living with it for, what, seven years now? You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, friend. Um, okay, so we've talked before about how odd it is that um, it, with Animal Kingdom and the World Showcase, the idea of which that they cover different parts of the world there is no representation of South America, which is such a bright, vibrant, uh, really interesting part of the world that I feel it's wild that it isn't represented anywhere within Disney World. Uh, so what I would like to do is take a, take a look uh, back uh, within the Disney tradition of Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros. I want to take a look at Brazil. Uh, mm. 
I think Brazil would be a really interesting pavilion. It'd be bright and vibrant and interesting. Uh, I know I keep saying the word interesting, but I've run out of words because mm-hmm. I'm sweating them all out. Uh, so I picture the Brazil pavilion looking like uh, Rio de, de Janeiro, um, but specifically during Carnival. So it's this constant Ooh, interesting... Can we get away with that in a Disney park? Well, the, 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 there's PG parts of Carnival. Um, okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not Mardi Gras. It's Carnival. <laughs> I know, but still, yeah, the outfits no, yeah. seem a little. Uh, well, there's a lot of shirtlessness in Carnival. Well, there yeah. won't be here. <laughs> Boo! You've <laughs> lost me. <laughs> or there will be, man. I don't know. Uh, Everybody wears a speedo. But uh, <laughs> uh, we're, I'd like to do a couple of what they call in the theme park industry carrots, which are places interesting set pieces or something that you can see in the distance but you can't actually reach uh that's what they do with the eiffel tower in the in the uh french pavilion i think you know uh, an interesting carrot of the christ the redeemer statue and also uh the sugarloaf mountain which is a famous landmark for rio de janeiro uh and the sugar sugarloaf mountain uh famously has a cable car that goes up and around and explores the 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 area around the mountain so that inspired me. I'd like to do a ride based on that cable car. It would be a nighttime journey over the city and surrounding nature. Um, and it would hmm. use something a lot like the uh, the scene in Peter Pan's flight with the uh, with the where you're flying over London uh, mixed with some complex projection mapping. Uh, so you're flying over Carnival, you see fireworks, you see the the floats. Uh, you fly around, you get to visit some of the nature, um, and since it's, it's going to kind of be like a magic cable car, uh, so it can go all over the area. Uh, and finally, I thought it'd be really interesting to, to include a Brazilian, uh, a Brazilian cuisine counter service restaurant, because uh, a lot of, when I was doing a very, very, very limited amount of research for this this morning, um, <laughs> I discovered that a lot of uniquely brazilian stuff is is smaller almost snack type meals because brazilian Mm -hmm. cuisine has influences from all over the world um so it kind of creates some really interesting combination type meals as well as some traditional ones so i that's my pitch uh brazil i'd like to see you all there nice have you ever been to a a brazilian uh meat fountain restaurant no (laughs) so they literally just come and bring you meat the whole time. Just like nonstop plates every like seven minutes of just steaks and just everything. It's okay, I'm changing my pitch. Incredible. I want that to be the restaurant. Dear God. I was going to say, when you started talking, that's what I thought of. And I was like, oh, that'd be a good deal uh, of a restaurant. Yeah, no, I, I was actually not familiar with that. But that's really cool. Yeah. There's one in Chicago. We're going to go. Okay. Yeah, we are. Um, now that we're all vaccinated, hell yeah. Yeah. Road trip. All right. Next up, we have me. Me. Yay. It's my pitch. Uh, so, for my country, uh, there have been rumors of this uh, hitting the parks every once in a while. It's never actually come to fruition. Uh, but I think it's uh, a great addition. It is the, the world's second most populous country. It is India. 
Um, uh-huh. And so uh, the Taj Mahal would be our backdrop of, Ooh, the, nice. of the setting. Um, and the majority of the pavilion would be sort of like the streets of New Delhi or any, uh, you know, and that, that kind of metroplex. A lot of uh, vendor, you know, vendor based things like you know meat or food carts uh jewelry things like that that you would find on the street um and that would be the majority of like the food i don't imagine like a sit-down restaurant um particularly as part Mm -hmm. of this um and then the taj mahal itself i would love to have some kind of walkthrough attraction um and also i would like it to house a theater um, in which uh, the, the so back in the day there they did like a junior version of the Broadway version of Aladdin at this theater in DCA. Um, I think bringing that sh- maybe not exactly that show, maybe even like the more fully realized Broadway version. Um, to the stage there in the Taj Mahal, I think would be a really cool experience. So that's my pitch for India. I know uh, Aladdin, you know, in Agrabah is sort of, it's not necessarily uh, specific to India, but the, the palace and the, the movie has a lot of aesthetic um, similarities to the Taj Mahal. And a lot of them, you can kind of tell that that exists within that part of um, Southern uh, Asia uh, or Northern Asia. Yeah. Um, you know, another another Disney film that does take place in India, though, specifically is Jungle the Book. Jungle Book. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, I think that would be I could see like the shows rotating. I don't see necessarily the plaza itself having like a ton of nature or foliage to work that. Right. In. Right. But I think there could be a a Jungle Book performance absolutely in that theater. Yeah, um, I think both work just fine. When I, I I might have missed it, but when you were talking about the Taj Mahal being the centerpiece, did you say you wanted to have the reflecting pools, like the? Real I didn't mention it, but that would be obviously part of it. Okay, um, cool. it would be like so the the there would be the carts and stuff that you could buy food and jewelry and stuff. Into the reflecting pools, into the walkable Sweet. Taj Mahal. I like it. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you, thank you. Next up, we have Mr. Tanner Costin. T. All right. So for my new pavilion, I am pitching an Australia pavilion. Brock was talking earlier earlier about how crazy it is we don't have any South American representation in the parks. We also don't have any representation of the country slash continent of Australia. So I'm thinking for the centerpiece of my area, we will have the Sydney Opera House, and I thought it would be awesome to, kind of similarly to what Eric's thinking, I wanted it to house performances in there of like live musicians, which a lot of the different pavilions do. There's like rock bands in the UK pavilion. There's all sorts of different interesting ones. So bringing in orchestras for performances there, I thought would be really fun. That could even be... Very similar to what we talked about with Jake's uh, park way back when, a thing where you can also just buy tickets to go see like performances there was something we had talked about with your art park. 
Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a long time ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, as far as rides, uh, we had talked about this kind of being a good location for the exit to another Jake pitch, uh, the Finding Nemo uh, coaster through the e- Eastern Australia. EAC. EAC. I wanted to say the yeah. ECA. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the this Eastern would also Australian be a cool current. place for something similar to the Outback ride I've pitched before, uh, with or mm-hmm. without the Bunyip. Can go either way. Or a cool coral reef ride. But that's something that's very similar to uh, a lot of what's going on in the water pavilion already. As far as my restaurant. I initially thought of my half Outback, half uh, Coral Reef restaurant, but that's too similar to the restaurant that's already there with the aquarium. So I wanted to do a beach-themed kind of tiki bar-esque restaurant where you'd be sitting at different table cabanas, like we're on the beaches of Sydney, uh, just where we could have like cool effects of like breeze and beach sounds and all the waiters would be dressed like they were at the beach and we could have projections on the walls of like seeing ships go by as the ocean comes in and out sand all around i thought that'd be awesome That's awesome yeah with yeah. then like of course some of your like australian foods i have some examples but i won't list them all here <laughs> that's my pitch they put eggs yeah. on their pizza we could do that yeah, I mean, I was thinking, like, this cake that they have, but that's good, too. I don't think it is good, too, Tanner. I don't think it is good, too. I was going to say, like, uh, these different types of, like, roasted lamb and fish, but if you want uh, egg pizza, we can do that. Just covered in Vegemite, too. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Tasty. All right, Jake, it. bring us some. All right, so for my pitch, I have decided that I want to go to the Mediterranean. I'm going to go with a pavilion that uh, I think is culturally, I mean, this country is culturally significant, especially in their ancient history. Um, I'm going with Greece, um, and I would like to see it. um, I know we've kind of covered some Greece-related things in the past, like with Brock's awesome Santorini Hotel. Um, and I would like to kind of steal some ideas from that, which is I would like it to look like Santorini. Um, I think that is really visually sticks out. Plus, it's the colors of the Greek flag. You know, it's, it's blue and white. And the Santorini buildings are white buildings with that stunning blue roof. And I would also like to include some of the uh, ancient Greek buildings, like maybe the Parthenon or the Temple of Hephaestus, some stuff that really um, is iconic when you're thinking about Greece architecture. Um, And I would like to have a restaurant. I'm thinking it would be a sit-down restaurant. Um, And I think kind of like the Mexico Pavilion, it would be a restaurant where you're inside, but it looks like you're outside. And I think it would be really cool if it felt like you were sitting on the balcony of Santorini looking out over the Maudi Bay at nighttime. And then you would have your classic Greek foods like gyros and um, saganaki and all that great stuff. And I also thought it might be good to have a little counter service thing outside. And maybe there's some balconies outside that actually look over the park and you can sit out there and enjoy your food if you just stop by the quick counter service. Um, A gyro would be good for that. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Um, I also thought this could be a good place for our Hercules ride that we came up with in our episode entitled Hercules. 
and then the final thing that I thought you guys might be into and you guys would have to help me with, because I think you guys know all about this and I don't so much, would be I would like to include a small version of the ancient amphitheater of Ep- Epidaurus. Sorry, I'm slaughtering these pronunciations. Um, it was that famous amphitheater in Greek and ancient Greece. Um, and I think that'd be a cool place where they could put on shows. Maybe, uh, they could have bands there from time to time, but it would also be fun to have some classic tragedy and comedy Greek theater type stuff going on. Now the tragedy, when Oedipus realized what he had done, he tore his eyes out (laughs) with a hairpin. (laughs) I'm thinking that the saying, (laughs) We have a carnival pitch and a festival of Dionysus pitch. Yes. <laughs> this is the most debauched debate. Uh, speaking of debauch and debate, Gabbert's no less. Tanner is pitching a pavilion full of Australians. Speaking of debauched and debased. Um. So the last thing I was going to say was regarding the tragedy and comedy theater, obviously in a Disney styling, I think they would both be comedic. It's just the tragedy one would have some like, like some mock sad things like, oh no, I dropped my gyro or something like that. You know, ridiculous. Um, But that's my pitch. uh, That feels offensive. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I say we lean into it. it We watch Medea murder her children. Yeah. But like it's all like the no, big a, uh, Disney characters, like Mickey and Minnie and stuff. They play the roles, so it's all right. So like it's Goofy <laughs> gouging his eyes out. Oh, yeah. He slept with his mother. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Daisy yeah. killing Huey, Dewey, and Louie to spite Donald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I like, uh, Jake. I know what you're. I know what you're saying. Thank you. I'm Eric. tracking with you. <laughs> Thank I you. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, but we just don't often get the chance to make jokes about ancient Greek tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I was researching this, I was like, Brock is going to make an Oedipus reference. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Considering that you reference Oedipus. Oedipus on a daily basis in your everyday life. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you reference Oedipus all the time. Do I? <laughs> oh. Yes. I was going to be like, guys, Robin listens to this. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Uh, this is not something I was aware of. <laughs> Don't deny reference. it. He lives it. Whoa, hey! Whoa! <laughs> oh All right. Although, for everyone out there, listen to the Tom Lehrer song, Oedipus Rex. Happy Mother's Day episode. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God, it is Mother's Day. <laughs> or it was yesterday. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, so Oedipus aside, great job on the pitches, guys. I think these are all really good ideas. I I agree. <laughs> this I is like a mom. Cool. Oh, all no. right, so uh, let's get to the Q and A section. Who's got some cues? I had some. This is a tough one. No, I had some, but I forgot to write them down. <laughs> I was just gonna. This is a tough one for questions for me, just because like. The nature of it, I almost don't want to delve too much further in because I want to talk about everything. Yeah. Um, that's just, well, and, and not that's only just that, but mind. I think all each of us did a pretty good job of descriptions. I, I felt like I could vividly kind of picture each of these places. You know, I didn't yeah. feel confused or anything yeah. about anybody. I will say, I think, and this is not a slight on any of us, I think it's kind of a strength. 
we picked like the four most obvious ones to me. Like these are the four countries that Epcot is sorely missing. Yeah. Like you can it kind yeah. of doesn't feel like it's the world showcase without these countries to me. Right. So Tanner, quick question for historical accuracy. If you commit crimes in the United Kingdom section of Epcot, <laughs> do you get banished to the Australian section of Epcot? 100%. <laughs> we actually have yeah. a room that's just like a hot desert simulation as well. <laughs> and like we just escort any <laughs> ne'er-do-wells straight in there and we don't even offer them water or anything because this is Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to fight a kangaroo that gets released once an hour. Oh, actually, that does lead me to a question. Do you plan on addressing the Great Emu War at all in your pavilion? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I mean, between mine and Tanner's pitches, we're making a really strong uh, statement against English imperialism. That is <laughs> yeah, true. I was kind of getting that feeling. That is true. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was really going for. I tried to be subtle in my description. But <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to lie. I don't actually think I have any any questions personally. How about y'all? I'm straight up. I'm ready to vote. I have one for Jake, just because we give yeah. Brock a hard time. Do you feel a little guilty stealing a lot of Brock's idea? When we shit on them all the time for it, that is true. Well, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I person, I personally, purposely didn't pick Greece because so far I've done like six Greek related pitches, and I didn't want to be that guy. Like, you just don't want to be re- the Greek guy. No, just recycling all my old ideas, guys. So I'm glad someone else is recycling all my old ideas. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to look like Santorini. We can make it look like no, something I, else. But I, I, I just genuinely think, think that's cool. Gonna... I think that's really. Cool. <laughs> Will you have a Minotaur maze? I mean, we we could <laughs> if you really want one. That's all I want. <laughs> Will you have a, a Midas experience where if you touch anything, it turns to gold, including your own junk? Obviously. Why cool. wouldn't we have that? <laughs> I think that I think good. there's a story that tells you why you shouldn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, serious question, Jake. Yeah. In your in your Greece, will Zeus actually be represented correctly as the horn dog mass murderer that he is? <laughs> uh I mean, his, that's the thing with World Showcase. This is, that gets a little tricky because it's nice to have historically accurate things in world showcase right but in modern day disney seems like they're kind of more like screw that we're sticking with the disney version for example in norway where they took one of my absolute favorite rides uh at disney world which was maelstrom i know it was weird but that's why i liked it and they turned it into fucking frozen adventure or whatever which i hear is. is a great ride but i i miss maelstrom. i hear it's a great ride but i i think it was a travesty to take a way a ride that was supposed to be representative of that country's culture and instead shoehorn yeah. fucking frozen in like they do with Which every is other specifically thing in, the park. in the movie, not Norway. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. that being said, to answer your question, I think we would probably end up sticking for the most part. I don't know that it would be super addressed. We wouldn't be delving into these myths right. per se, but were the Greek gods to make any sort of appearance, they would be the Hercules versions of the Greek sure. gods. 
So if you like built the Parthenon, the uh, the statues would be like the sort of more cartoony representations. Right, them. right. Oh. oh, and then I, I this kind of goes without saying, but obviously this would then be a great place to have character meet and greets for the Hercules characters, which you don't really sure. see in the park anymore. And the Greece so. characters, Danny and Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to make a Greece reference. I was waiting for it. Tell me about it. Beautifully stud. done. That's a showcase I would go to. Yeah. Just <laughs> the grease. It's grease lightning. <laughs> that song is filthy. Yeah, it is. So we all did filthy pitches this week. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. I am the only one who didn't. <laughs> by the way, that is surprising. I, I That's the weird. Only one who has Brock's just who racist towards have you done Australian with people. <laughs> I love Australian people. Almost all the podcasts I listen to are Australian. (laughs) Great. Prove it. You're up first vote. Oh, man. (laughs) Now, if I don't vote for Tanners, you're going to say I'm racist. (laughs) Uh, But I am actually going to vote for Jake's. Okay, racist. Yeah, there it is. Oh, okay, person who wants to talk about his ideas that he's had in the past. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, I just have new ideas like to add to my old ideas. Good ideas to the <laughs> table. Very connected. I can't to this put my thing, finger on mine. it, but I like it. Mm. Uh, no, I can put my finger yeah. on it. I know where. It is. <laughs> I know exactly I didn't why. Steal his whole idea. No, but it's just it combines <laughs> some of my ideas with some new ideas, and I want to talk about some other ideas that we can add. Also, I admitted that. It was from Brock's idea. I didn't just pitch it and pretend it was that's an original thing. That's, that's why we didn't have to knock yeah, you so hard. Like, yeah, that's why right. we didn't completely skewer you. Right? Right. Like, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> just need to make sure you felt just like a little bit like a dick. And then I did not pretend it was original th- in an original thing because I just forgot about the first one. <laughs> We're not talking about you anymore. Jake, it's time to vote. All right, so this is super hard. I am super into all four of these countries. Honestly, I want to bring them back on the losers back on not even that. They're not losers. Just the ones that we don't talk about today. I'd like to bring them back in other episodes to discuss because they all seem like really good ideas. Shut up. No, it's funny. (laughs) But I think the one that was intriguing to me as kind of an exotic place to visit, I'm going to vote for Eric's Indian pitch. Cool. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's me next. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's it's hard. Right? I know we say that about a lot of votes, like, but like, it's usually between like yeah. two. <laughs> if we're being yeah, like, it's not all four straight up. It's not like all four. <laughs> Um, but this one is, they're all fantastic. I, um, I think I am going to, and this, hmm, it's so tough because like, so just to give you where my head's at with Greece, I feel like generally Western Europe in that kind of section is better represented than other things. So between South America, which has none, and Australia, they're so the the need is so strong for both of them. It's really hard. Um, 
But I am going to go with Brazil. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. I think, you know, we talk about the color palette and the the life of Rio de Janeiro. It's a uh, it's it's appealing to me. All right, to our Australian listeners, I need. I'm calling on you now to attack the three other members of this podcast. You heard what kind of dangerous criminals they think you are. Now it's time to show them. Australia is <laughs> like my favorite place. <laughs> and saddle up on kangaroo and murder my co-hosts. Oh, okay. Well, at least Those you're racist right. too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Unleash all of your Tasmanian devils. <laughs> Uh, this is hard. I really like all of them. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons, I think I have to rule out Greece, uh, just because I think that's kind of like what I see there. I see in a lot of the different pavilions. I just really, I really like this cable car ride. So I think I have to go Brazil. Cool. Thank you. Okay. I do have a problem with the Brazil idea, but I'll address that when we start talking about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well. I have lots of problems with it, and I'll address them as well. All right. <laughs> I'm fine with that because I'm not a little baby. Um, so, uh, what do we want us to talk about first? The meat factory. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need the meat. Oh, by the way, congratulations, Brock. Thank I don't you. know if anybody said it. Congratulations. Yeah, also congratulations, but let's talk about getting this meat. Yeah. Congratulations, Brock, on no longer being tied for last in wins. <laughs> Woo! Um, oh. That just means you're due, man. <laughs> oh, Eric, it was hard between the two, but a meat fountain? I know. Bro, I voted for Brazil. I get it. <laughs> I am not mad. All right, Eric, could you explain this this meat fountain idea a little better? So it's you you literally so you're sitting at this giant like bar like table. They also have like regular tables. The you pay like it's exorbitantly expensive. It's like Sixty or seventy dollars per person. So in Disney money, it would be like three hundred dollars per person. <laughs> yeah, you're probably looking at, if you're actually putting on a Disney place, like at least a hundred, hundred and twenty-five. Um, and they so it, it's almost impossible to describe, other than they just constantly like there's constant meat. Just so like. So like you start off with steaks, and then you have like kebabs full of lamb. And then chicken and then pork and that it's just and they're there like seriously like clockwork like every five to seven minutes just have a plate dump the meat on it and go it's insane correct me if I'm wrong Eric but I believe a lot of places they give you a card uh, with green and red on it and as long as you keep your card on green they'll bring you as much meat as you can eat. Yeah, That's you have like an indicator that says if if I'm still like I'm still good to go. Yeah, meet and me, they will baby. Just cart, yeah, <laughs> I have cart. two questions about the the meat uh, system. First of all, so my understanding is it's kind of just like when you go to a restaurant and they have like endless fries or endless breadsticks. It's kind of like that, but with meat, right? 
I mean, yes, uh, yes. Uh, no, well, I, uh, you don't ask for the meat. It just comes to you. It just you. comes to you. Yeah, okay. the card gotcha. is you you're asking. You don't need to keep right, asking for more meat. They'll bring okay. out different types also, of meat, too, so it's not yeah. just, like, fries. Okay. Yeah. So then my second question is, is it just meat, or do you get, like, a salad or a potato or, like... As somebody with stomach problems, eating nothing but pounds of meat just sounds like a bad experience in the Orlando You heat. can order side dishes for sure, but they are not going to come on the meat cart. Okay. Okay. Well, all of that... So that is the way it is, but we're pitching it for a family theme park. So it doesn't have to be totally accurate. So I'm thinking this is more of the high-end restaurant, like a Le Cellier, uh, some of the other, yeah. the, the French restaurant, uh, the restaurants in Epcot that are higher-end. So we make this a high-end restaurant where I think the meat, the all-you-can-eat meat thing is just an option, something that you can order. The rest of it is a regular restaurant. I think, you know, that's probably the big thing, but I think Is we need... Is it too late to retract my vote? <laughs> <laughs> I just think we need I do kind of like the options. idea, though, Brock, of them just, like, bringing the meat. Like, maybe it's not as extreme as, this, like, every five minutes, but, like, if that was kind of the thing, like, they bring it out this and sounds just set more it on your table. And you could order the other things. And talking about it. They, like, are bringing, like, kebabs and stuff. So no, like, I, I, I agree. I think that's awesome how they just bring out the meat. But like Eric said, there's, like, a card, or we could do, like, a little flag, so the people who ordered that put that up, and they just keep bringing them out the meat. When you're done, you wave a white flag. <laughs> or a light or something, but that way the people who ordered yeah. it are always getting brought out the meat. It's still that genuine experience. But also little so, Timmy wait a minute. doesn't have to, doesn't have options you know, he, you he can get mac Whispering and cheese Canyon, instead. In Whispering Canyon, before COVID, they had that thing where they would make your whole table stand up and scream ketchup, and then somebody from the other table would have to run over and bring you all of the ketchup bottles. Can we implement that? But you have to stand up and shout, meat! And then just like... <laughs> and the whole wait staff just like... You with, <laughs> charges you with plates of meat. <laughs> well, that's an option. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd like to implement that system in my house. It's like meat. <laughs> but no, so I think that's cool. I think we've got a nice restaurant. I still like the car, uh, the counter service idea with like Brazilian snacks, but a lot of these pavilions yeah. have both. Agreed. Yeah. And there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what else, Brockles? Uh. Well. So we have the cable car thing going on. Tell us like how that's placed, how you want that to work. Where where do we? It's going to be a dark ride, much like uh, I'm. Kind of, Maelstrom is a big uh, uh, in, uh, inspiration for this. So you know it's going to be a dark ride, much like, much like Maelstrom. You go into a building, you go in a queue, you get on a ride. Duh. But uh, that's <laughs> I pictured. So thanks for that. This is the Sugarloaf Mountain cable car. I'm picturing some sort of, it's some sort of, like, magical cable car experience. Um, we don't need, like, Tinkerbell or anything, but the idea is that this is a cable car that can explore all of Rio. Uh, so I was thinking okay. we have the Sugarloaf Mountain behind with the with the cable car in the background. It's a sort of carrot for the land. Uh, and then as you're going into the building, you know, so it kind of feels like you're walking over to it. So I'm looking up the Sugarloaf Mountain right now. For anybody who has not seen it, I would advise you do the same because it is pretty iconic looking. It's like this big 
lump. Yeah, it, it looks like that sticks it looks up like out a of loaf a of bread that's like of green. half sunk into the ground. It's it's big. Uh, I preferred my word, Brock. Lump. lump? <laughs> I, I I would just classify it as looking a bit like a sugar loaf. No, I like yeah, lump. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. For some so reason, look it up. It's cool I'm just looking. thinking about the Arrested Development TV show Sugarfoot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what a brunch. what a That's... deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and wasn't Sugarfoot's was the name of the steakhouse and barbecue place on King of the Hill too? Oh my god. Conspiracy. <laughs> Meant to be. <laughs> Conspir- <laughs> um uh, is this cable car ride inside or outside? I know you're saying that the cable cars will look it like is, there's like it is indoors. Uh, it is I, meant to look like okay. it is outdoors. Um, so okay. the 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 way the ride I the way I picture the ride uh, is we we leave the city heading up to the mountain, uh, perhaps in the daytime, perhaps at dawn. Uh, so we we go above a little miniature of the city. We go to the mountain. Uh, as we climb up to the mountain, uh, we kind of start cutting through trees. So we see wildlife right next to us, animatronics of, like, uh, you know, tropical birds, uh, big cats that they have in South America. So we see all that kind of uh, the flora and fauna right outside the window. Um, we head up to the top of the mountain as the sun is setting. So we see a sunset over the mountain. And then we head back down over Rio during Carnival at night. Um, okay. nice. And that would be, you know, one of the maybe see like little fireworks going off beneath yeah. you somehow. Like that would be really cool. Yeah, I, I did mention that earlier, but yeah, no, like little you're you're above fireworks and you can see the uh, the giant floats heading through the miniature streets. Uh, so you can kind of see carnival happening beneath you. Um, this it would uh, any um, listeners out there uh, who have access to Disney Plus, it's not us money. Um, you could check out the new <laughs> Mickey Mouse shorts. They do one that uh, takes place at Carnival, which is it's pretty cute. And Brock, maybe you could draw some inspiration for your ride from that episode. That would be some, great uh, if I had seen that episode. Visuals. Oh, all right. Well. <laughs> But I guess what I was trying to say was it's a good Disney cartoony version of Carnival that's still, like, family-friendly and, like, you know, it's the Disney version of Carnival. And I think it it worked well just to enforce this idea. <laughs> that it has to be family-friendly Carnival. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, does anyone else have any ideas about this ride? I like it. It reminds me a lot uh, philosophically of like soaring over uh, whatever yeah. they're yeah. soaring over now. I, I, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. World. A little bit of that, yeah. uh, except uh, having it be practical seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. So, uh, what do you mean by practical? Like just like the right yeah, where it's where it's animatronics and it's you aren't just okay. looking at a screen. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so that. I wanted to ask you guys about the ride vehicle because the cable car is a standing. It's a large, like glass, room uh, that you can stand in. Uh, I wanted to do something that looked similar to that, but I wasn't sure exactly how to make that work. What do you guys think? 
I mean, if you're not thinking it needs to be like a super crazy ride, if it was just no, moving it's, slowly, it's like, like a maelstrom actual... tone and pacing, just a chill, fun. Oh, well, then, 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 yeah, you would need to be uh, buckled in well, to something. Yeah. You'd have to be seated. Yeah, of course. No, <laughs> but I'm saying, how do you guys uh, want the? How do you guys think it should work? How do you think it should look? I mean, maybe it could essentially look just like a regular cable car, but you add seats and maybe it doesn't actually have glass. Maybe it's just open where the glass would be. And then that way you can incorporate like gentle breezes and like the smell of food cooking or the smell of, you know, I like that. The wild animals. Adding the kind of 4D elements. Well, and honestly, too, and this is like a small thing, but just I'm thinking about how many little kids would go on this and get their smudgy little face prints and fingerprints all over the glass. And oh, then you get yeah. on the ride and yeah. you have that to deal with. But I mean, the glass almost like it makes everything outside of the glass feel more fake. And, you know, you want to be experiencing mm. this. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you yeah, if, if, if there's that extra like there's level of separation, I feel like it kind of yeah. kind of lose the charm of the ride absolutely i gotcha uh so yeah i think we could do just kind of a a standard ride vehicle Uh, i like the idea of it hanging from above like in peter pan's Mm -hmm. flight um yeah yeah Yeah, you could definitely make that look like a trolley yeah that we just kind of aesthetically how many people are you thinking in each vehicle because obviously the real cable cards are going to be like 20 to 40 no yeah i'm thinking probably six okay six or eight something like that Okay. okay no 20 so I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm getting kind of like a it's a small world meets uh, soaring over the world kind of vibe. I like yeah, it. with a little bit of the Peter Pan uh, flying over London thrown in. Yeah, yeah. and the yeah. Uh, Peter Pan and Mel Zero's boat name. ride with the fireworks in the night yeah. sky, pretty. Yeah, yeah. and it's this doesn't like necessarily from the best parts of a lot of cool stuff. This doesn't necessarily need to be a ride that has like a complex story or and then something goes wrong or I'm fine no. with it being like a small world or like the uh, the three cabuleros. I, a lot I of think, those like, Epcot rides that? are kind of like or were like that before Frozen yeah. kind of changed over where like there was some sort of I guess Maelstrom had a little bit of conflict, but it wasn't really like a strong narrative story. Right. <laughs> no, no. It was just like yeah, you're floating through and you're looking at things. educational and presentational, right? Like yeah. Yeah. I just I want yeah. this to be a nice calming experience where you're just viewing beautiful nature and like understanding the culture and the, and just Rio, Rio is a gorgeous city. I, I can imagine, especially from above, um, it would look, it would look really incredible. Um, this ride sounds really appealing to me because it sounds like a great place to like sit and have a relaxing experience of just like, you're relaxing and you're looking around like, wow, this is really cool. I'm taking a load off my feet for a little bit. Like, this yep. just sounds like one of those kind of chill rides that I can really get behind. Yeah. All right, so I think, yeah. I think we're good on the ride then? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think agree. so. Okay. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about about the pavilion? Well, I, I did when I said I had a problem. This was serious. Oh, yeah. And, and this, is, this is tough because you can't talk about Rio, which literally is the home to one of the wonders of the world without bringing up Christ the Redeemer. I was also thinking about that. I am not happy with the idea of having a giant statue of Jesus Christ overlooking Epcot. I I don't think Disney (laughs) would be either. Anywhere in any Disney park. I don't want Jesus in my Disney park. From a marketing perspective. (laughs) That's that's why I came up with the second possibility of a carrot that would be the Sugarloaf Mountain. Because I, I okay. thought we might have that issue. Yeah. And I 
you could have Christ the Redeemer as just like a flyby in the cable that car. That was going to be the solution. Just like yeah. maybe you see it silhouetted in the distance mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. yeah. Could though? Could we still build a giant one in the park, but it's Mickey the Redeemer? I, yeah. No, and <laughs> I, I don't think anyone would have a problem Mickey. with that. Walt, can he Walt be Disney on the, the Redeemer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Walt Disney the Redeemer. Bob Chapek yeah, the Redeemer. Redeemer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> Me too. You can see the glint off of his bald head <laughs> from miles away. <laughs> he doesn't get to be a Redeemer until he gives us all those actors that he promised in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, he's got a lot of redeeming to <laughs> <Yeah>. do. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he, considering he fired all the best uh, imagine All the people. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, no, so I, I totally agree. Um, another thing I was thinking about uh, is, and I, this is a little obscure. It might not be terribly important, but I was thinking I'd like to address uh, Jose Carioca, the character from Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros. Yeah, who has I love Jose a massive because he's Brazilian, um, and he has a massive following in Brazil and Portugal um, because you know he speaks Portuguese. Uh, he's kind of bigger than like a lot of like Donald Duck and Goofy over there. Um, so I thought it'd be really fun to have like a meet and greet with him and. And the rest mm-hmm. of the three caballeros. Jose Carioca is one of my favorite characters, um, but I just think that'd be really fun. Yes, mm-hmm. Tanner. So if we're going to do this in Brazil, what are we doing with the Mexico boat ride? Are we going to just have them both places? We want two three caballeros experiences? Well, uh, Panchuta Pistoles is Mexican and Jose Carioca is Brazilian. So kind of works. I'm saying two experiences to the three caballeros. Tanner, I would make a fifth gate that is entirely three caballeros <laughs> if I could. <laughs> I want the Carmen Miranda dancing with cactuses that. experience. <laughs> like I would support that. I support bro. the meet and greet for the specifically Brazilian yeah, this is, like icon. Yeah. This is me uh being very conservative and generous in my in my pitching of three caballeros. <laughs> no, I just want to do something with the boat ride. Then can we get a cocoa ride? Can we get something new in Mexico? Well, that's, too? I mean, that's what uh, Disney keeps saying is they're going to get rid of the three cabulero ride anyway, and then it keeps like falling apart, and they don't really seem like they're doing a lot to fix it. Within so the past months, they've replaced anyway. the animatronics of both Panchito and Jose with potted plants because they <laughs> broke down and they had to take them out. Yeah. So they just put a yeah, potted right. plant where it was supposed to be. <laughs> Yeah, also I mean, that. to me, that's a sign that that ride's leaving. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I like it, but I think that ride could definitely be updated, do something else interesting. No, I, yeah. I like it. I was just, like we said, potted plants over there. Yeah. yeah. Or they could just fix the yeah. damn thing. <laughs> Either yeah. way. Well, clearly, that's not in the, the cards. But it has to be one Why or the other. They? they can't just keep it, and it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, somebody needs to tell them that. <laughs> Chapek, do you want that so, Redeemer statue or not? I think put the Redeemer statue <laughs> in the ride as a flyby, but we take it out of the icon in the park. I like Sugarloaf Mountain as the icon. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's that. Green-eyed lady looks so. That's what I've been thinking the entire time, Jake. Um, But the interesting thing about Rio is it has such a gorgeous geography and topography to it. Um, So really having those mountains stretch above the the Brazilian pavilion 
<laughs> ah, that's fun. Um, <laughs> so what else is going in your pavilion here, Brock? Or do you think we've pretty much covered our bases? Uh, I've covered everything I brought up. Is there anything you guys think it's missing or that you'd like to add? I mean, it sounds like a decent pavilion to me. I think this would be a pretty cool uh, pavilion to have. So where's the where's the bar for the drinking around the... Yeah, we need a bar. Like, oh, yeah, drinks around the world. Right. Uh, I assume you looked just up. Four and a half years of sobriety, but we do need the bar. It, it's well, like, maybe that's Christ the Redeemer. You can have your uh, communal wine, and then you can move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brock, I assumed you looked Love up alcoholic beverages uh, from Brazil as part of your research before coming in with a pitch. Uh, I know I'm, some of us prepared that far. Yeah, I I, I was already going to be pitching Uzo from my Greek uh, Greek pavilion. Okay, well, I'm looking it up now. Uh, the best <laughs> known is uh, Kachaka. Kachaka. <laughs> describe Sorry, Mark, a, a paint a word picture for uh, us with your I, Kachaka. I would describe it as a spicy, sweet, and fruity clear liquor distilled from fermented sugarcane juice which must by law be produced in Brazil and can contain alcohol by volume of 38 to 48 ah, percent. Is that the champagne thing going on? <laughs> oh, man. It's Brazil's most popular spirit. Huh. Fine, we're putting Kachaka right, in cool. the parks. Yeah, well, the, the, the final C has one of those little, it's like a C with a little squiggle under it. So I don't know what that is. <laughs> so how would you like me to pronounce it then, Brock? Go ahead. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> Brock didn't do his research. Yeah, hang on. I just I, I found uh, the Google thing playing it. Kachaka. Can everybody hear that? Yeah, <laughs> Kachaka. Kachaka. <laughs> okay. Kachaka. All right. Great. We're going to have some Kachaka in the parks. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> I think it's a great pavilion. I think it's uh, the ride in particular sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, cool place to hang out, eat a lot of meat, and uh, drink some kachaka. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Plus, now we have a South American presence in the Disney parks. Yeah. Finally. All right. Well, on that note, I think that takes us into everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Any guesses on what that yeah. might be? The end. Brock announcing <laughs> the names of everything. Oh, right, the lightning yeah. round. <laughs> yeah, it's the lightning round. Let's spin that wheel of lightning. It's spinning around, it's spinning around, it's spinning around. Okay, today we are doing a log flume. It's been a little while since we've done a log flume. Log flume, of course, being the ride where you generally go... It's water-based. You're floating in a boat, and it usually results in a big drop near the end. And this one is themed to Tangled. Okay. So we can give Tangled a presence in the park other than a bathroom. It's a great bathroom, though. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Let's do this thing. All right. You up first, team man. All right, on this dark ride, we are going to be following Maximus on a journey as he's hunting criminals as the number one 
uh, horse in the royal guard. So we're going to be riding along the river as he's looking for criminals trying to plan and plot to kid- steal from Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. We'll see all of our favorite characters, and eventually we will r- be with Maximus run all of the villains off of a giant cliffside into a giant pool of water. The end. Nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, next up is me. <laughs> good. good. Um, so we are going to be on a nice romantic date uh, with Flynn Rider and Rapunzel as we're uh, going through the, the waters in front of the castle in the town. And we get to see all of the cool candles and stuff as they lift up. And then we climb up and up and up uh, a mountain and fall down. A waterfall like Tanner's ended in also. Uh, and well, it's a log beautiful. flume. They're all going to end in a waterfall. Well, yeah. I just like the way Eric got there. Yeah. Um, we go through the ride, and then we climb up, and we go down a waterfall. It's not connected to the story, but we do it. <laughs> it's like falling in love, get it? Oh. Ah, yes. <laughs> nice. All right, Brock. All right, so we are joining Flynn Rider uh, as he tries to escape from the Stabbington brothers who've caught on to him. Uh, we are going to try to escape by boat, but they are hot on our tails. Uh, so Flynn Rider is trying to help us from off of the boat. Uh, he's trying to create obstacles that would get in their way, trying to make it so we diverge paths to try to save our lives. Eventually he does so, but the way he does it accidentally sends us down a giant waterfall. But at the end of the day, we are safe from the Stabbington brothers. All right, nice. Cool. Yeah. All right. So for my pitch, I'm going to be basing it on the plot of the Disney short Tangled Ever After, where Pascal and Maximus are trying to find Rapunzel's wedding ring that has escaped and they're chasing it through the town. And I believe I can't remember, but I think there was a scene where a big cask of wine spills and kind of like floods through the streets. And that's going to be our ride where we're riding on various carts and stuff through the streets of the town, crashing down because the township like this big hill, all the while seeing animatronics of Pascal and Maximus trying to hunt down the wedding ring. And in the end, they find it and everybody's happy. That was 30 seconds. I, I was, like it. I was That's getting risky like by at the far end the most cohesive of, of our hey. yeah. yeah, yours was good too, Brock. <laughs> and so was Tanner's. <laughs> yes, those three were good. Mine's cute. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that was a pretty good episode. Yeah. I think that was uh, a good lightning round. I think that was great pavilions from all four people. Brock, I, that was an awesome uh, Brazilian pavilion idea. Thank you. Beautifully done <laughs> all around. Also, the more we can say the phrase Brazilian pavilion, the more happy I will Brazilian be. Brazilian pavilion. I, I tried to work <laughs> it in one last time for you. So on that note, why don't you take us out of here? All righty. Oh, my gosh. What's that up on that carnival float, Jake? It's our Facebook. <laughs> Do you mean Facebook.com slash Main Street Musings? Did you like my carnival noise? <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, oh, look at those beautiful tropical birds of paradise, Tanner. They're sitting right atop our Instagram. They are sitting right atop Main underscore Street underscore Musings. 
And what's that up on the hill, Eric? Oh my, it's Twitter the Redeemer. <laughs> I just want everybody to know that I'm wearing headphones and Jake's sound is ringing in my ears probably for the rest of eternity. Uh, you can find us at MSM underscore podcast. I am so sorry. I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> and I'm Brock. Okay. Everyone, make sure to give us a five-star review. Uh, let all your friends know. Rate us. Review us. Tell everybody you can possibly find Main Street Musings. Man, we almost had a perfect episode except for Jake broke Eric's ears and killed the flow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ow. <laughs>